0: A Minneapolis man suffers two strokes after the COVID vaccine. How the self proclaimed wanderer of the world has been forced to rethink every step since. Next. Kane Pence is my guest. Kane, thank you so much for, for being here and for sharing your story.
1: Thank you, Liz. Really appreciate your work and that you're willing to tell stories a lot of the traditional media does not tell.
0: Well, gosh, I'll be honest. I wish this was a story I, I didn't have to. I know your life has changed uh, considerably in, in just a few years, but, but take us back. You have such an interesting backstory. You're, you're not only a, a world traveler, but a, but a writer uh, as well. Just give us some of, some of your history.
1: Well, I'm a fifth-generation Minnesotan. Uh, my mom was one of 11, my dad quite the character. They're both gone now, um, but they met in Dinkytown, my dad was actually out of federal prison. He had been a left-wing anti-war activist for 10 years. So a lot of the interest in politics came from him. He reformed his ways. He became very conservative. But when he met my mother in Dinkytown, he was in his 30s in washing dishes. So she told him, you have a son now, you have to make something of yourself. So he decided to become a doctor. He went to college, medical school. He might very well be one of the oldest convicted felons to have ever graduated from medical school. It's kind of an interesting story. So we grew up very poor in Southeast Minneapolis by the railroad tracks. And my great hobby as a kid was always hopping trains and wondering where those railroad tracks went. And I don't think of Minneapolis as the city of lakes because there were no there aren't any lakes on the east side of Minneapolis. It was the railroad tracks and the river. And my dad made me memorize all 50 states and their capitals. And as a boy I said, I'm gonna go see those all all 50 states, all their capitals. And I ended up growing up going to Georgetown, where I was a political theory major. And instead of being a lawyer or a lobbyist, I had this idea my senior year of college to go visit every congressional district and the insular territories. Uh, I'm one of the only people that's done that, and I didn't receive any funding for it, so it took me uh, the better part of a decade, and people are like, when are you going to grow up, when are you going to do this? But I made it, uh, and I never cared much for making money. I would do writing assignments, and I was a bookseller, but I traveled all over, and honestly, I don't regret it one bit. And so to kind of fast forward everything, I have this background, which was my dad was a doctor, we were interested in politics, and I was this traveler. So in 2021, uh, my next kind of bucket list was to go see London. I'd saved that for a long time. I wanted to see where Shakespeare was from, the home of the English language, and everyone had to be vaccinated. And I honestly... Had no anti-vax views. I have friends who did, but I didn't really pay much of attention to it. Like a lot of things, especially with the handicapped, uh, the injured, you don't really pay attention to it until it happens to you. Yeah. This, so this
0: is a trip to, to London on on your list. It's truly really just incredible how many places you have been. But I understand that you almost have an immediate immediate reaction uh, to the first first vaccine cane.
1: Yep, that's right. I thought the doctors were the good guys and. I signed up. I went to Hennepin County Medical Center. There was a long line, Um, and I also kind of, as a patriot, a man who loves America, I will admit I kind of bought a little bit. I drank a little bit of the Kool-Aid when they were like, if you're a patriot, get vaccinated. Uh, It's your duty. I didn't want to be a uh, carrier, so I signed up. I didn't think anything of it. I was living on Hennepin Avenue, like I said, selling books, doing some writing projects, getting ready to travel to London. And the next day, the next day, my left arm, you know, thank you, Dr. Fauci, I like to say. The next day, my left arm started shaking in a way it's never shaked before. And I have diabetes. I've had diabetes my whole adult life. I've never had that happen to it. And when I called um, the number and talked to them, they said, well, are you having trouble breathing? And I said, no, I'm not having trouble breathing, but this is... This is a pretty major reaction because my arm went crazy and they're like, oh, you'll be okay. So the next day, my leg started shaking convulsively. Again, this has never happened to me before. I never spent a single night of my life in the hospital. I walked five miles a day. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I never done illegal drugs. So the day before all this, I got the vaccine. Crazy to think maybe the vaccine had something to do with it. The third day after I got it, my face, my left side of my face stopped working and I couldn't speak. So, an old girlfriend of mine's like, You got to go in. And now I'm just going to be completely honest to you as a journalist, writer type. We went into Abbott Northwestern, which is a pretty well regarded um, medical facility. And I felt like I entered the Twilight Zone. The emergency room was completely and totally packed. This is April of 2021. So the vaccine is out for maybe three months. It was packed. And I said, you know, what's going on? And the person said, all these people are here because they're saying they're having reactions to the vaccine. And I'm stopping here and thinking, well, that's exactly why I'm here. Um, And people, their arm, you know, they seemed like they were shaking their neck. They just seemed like they were in a lot of confusion and pain. And uh, it, it was, like I said, the twilight zone. So they put me to the head of the line because obviously I couldn't speak well. I was having a stroke. They did the MRI. They saw that. And I said, how is this not related to what happened to me? And they said, well, we're not saying anything bad about the vaccine. So literally you go outside in the street, somebody shoots you, and you come into the hospital, and they say, well, we're not going to say it was a gunshot. Let's let's say it was something else. Maybe it's high cholesterol Maybe, I mean, it was pretty, you know, it was pretty shocking, but okay, I have diabetes. I've had diabetic retinopathy, which is, you know, where your eye, your blood vessels, your eyes have problems. I've had diabetes for decades. This has never happened to me before, but I said, okay, I was in the hospital for a week and I took the Pfizer, which is two shots. So you need the second one in order to travel to Europe, in order to get on a plane at that time. They wouldn't let you do anything like that unless you had both vaccinations. So I said, am I supposed to take the second shot here? And to a T, I mean, there was no discussion about it. It was, oh, absolutely. You have to take the second shot. And this is where I feel I was wronged as an American, as a patient. There was no discussion at all about the vaccine. You had diabetes. It's just a coincidence that all this happened the day after you took the shot. And I'm I'm kind of thinking here, you know, I have two degrees from Georgetown University. My dad was a doctor. I've written these different things. And I'm thinking, how is this just a coincidence? And that's what all the doctors I ask at Abbott, they have this kind of collaboration approach where you see a neurologist, you see a cardiologist, you see an endocrinologist. And every single one of them said, the vaccine's totally safe. We're only seeing data that says one in every two million people have a reaction. And I'm like, that means every person in Minnesota who has a reaction then is right <laughs> on this floor, because all these people are claiming they've had problems with the vaccine, too. And, you know, it was stupid. I admit it. But uh, I took their advice. I got out of the hospital. I... My arm and my leg were affected, but it wasn't life-changing. I was going to be able to bounce back after this first stroke. And so I took their advice. All seven doctors that I asked said, absolutely take the second shot. I was hesitant, but I did that. So a month later, it would be May uh, 2021. It was like 30 days after. And I took it, and for the first couple weeks, I was okay. And then a couple weeks later, the same things started happening where it was this convulsive shaking. And uh, it was like a week after that, a friend took me out to Lake Independence and I stood up and got out of the lake. And it's one of those moments where, you know, your life is never going to be the same. My entire left side stopped working the face, my shoulder, my arm. It's been almost three years. And every day I try and do some kind of therapy and, Thank God I've been able to walk again, but I was in a wheelchair for eight months, a nursing home for 14 months, a group home for 16 months. And none of those doctors, none of the people I talked to, none of them admitted at all that the vaccine had something to do with it. When I was in the nursing home, they have doctors come and see you. And I had a good conversation with this one doctor, and he didn't really seem Who sold on it? And then it turned out, by strange coincidence, we both were graduates of Georgetown. And all of a sudden, he listened to me. Like, really great medical ethics there. You listened to me because we went to the same alma mater. (laughs) <laughs> and he did. It's
0: it's hard to even wrap your head around um, all of this. I, I think, Kane, for anybody who hears your your story, I mean, you're told that you'll never even walk again uh, right. after your your second stroke. So it's yep. remarkable how how far you have come. But you are someone who who was skeptical, but yet you turn to this community that you do have trust for, and, and you're told to to go ahead again and again uh, to get to get this second shot.
1: That's right. I listened to the doctors. I listened to the you know, I call it now uh, pharmaceutical propaganda. I'm not alone. There's a whole bunch of other people out there, especially young men. For some reason, it's, it's hurt young men with vascular events, the two vascular events, the clotting either in your brain, which causes a stroke. That's what a stroke is. It's a clot in your brain or myocarditis, some kind of blood clot or problem that happens to your heart. What are those numbers? How many were there How come we're not told about this? And this is a guy who signed up for the vaccine, who went back to take the second one. So when they try and say, like, you're a conspiracy theorist or you're, uh, you know, some person with a political agenda, I just did what I I thought was right, what they kept telling me. And then after this horrible reaction, all the doctors, that's where I really feel I was wrong. They didn't even consider all this. And... Over the time, the last almost three years now that I've talked to other doctors and medical professions, it's incredible what I've heard.
0: You reported, uh, Kane, your injury to the Vaccine uh, Adverse Event Reporting System, VAERS. It's known as, it's a voluntary uh, reporting system. but this Open Bears project, I wanted to, to draw out some of those statistics. Uh, they they get their statistics from HHS information, so it's tracked that way. But 1.6 million adverse events related to the COVID vaccine as of November 2023. And you can see how the reporting of these adverse events from vaccines just has gone up. It's unbelievable in the last few years. But Minnesota numbers specifically, there are more than 21,000 adverse events reported from the COVID vaccine. 524 deaths. We've featured several stories uh, here on Alpha News of people with, s- with severe injuries. Uh, and you're now showing, I know people, a, a snapshot of what life is like uh, for yourself on, on YouTube. And, and you're trying to be vocal. I know you've tried to, to get the media's attention b- mm-hmm. before, but talk about that. Why is it so important for you to, to get your story out there?
1: I come from a line of activists. So I kind of felt this is God's way of telling me I had to get my message out there. The traditional media does not cover my story, they're bought and sold by the pharmaceutical companies. They never tell you the bad things about their products. So that's one of the reasons why I try and do this. Uh, I feel God's called me to kind of raise awareness, but also how you overcome adversity. Every life has them, every life has trial, every life has tragedy. It doesn't have to be something like this, it could be the loss of a child, it could be, you know something horrible, a school shooting, whatever. Every life has to overcome difficulties in every life. You have to find meaning in those tragedies, and you have to find that that's the way the Spirit, God speaks to you, makes you want to grow as a person. Um, if, if that makes sense, I don't say that superficially.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I'm curious too what your thought is. How do you think history is going to look back uh, on this time—a uh, time when vaccines are being forced on so many, the censoring, the lies, and then and then people like you who, who've been cast aside uh, after all of this?
1: You know, Liz, that's one of the reasons people like you—you you ask good questions, um, and it's a really good thing when you say history because let me just give you two quick examples. So, the medical industry itself has a long history of not telling us the bad side effects of things like smoking cancer and oxy and opioids addiction which led to the meth addiction and i think the exact same thing is going to happen with the vaccine when i'm long gone people will look back on this and say there were people who had life-changing events because of this vaccine and the way they tried to push it onto something else that it's oh it's cholesterol it's high blood pressure it's family history it's diabetes When it wasn't any of those things, it was this this crap, excuse me, that you just put into your arm that caused this event. They're going to look back on it. And I think eventually a lot of things, you know, become clear with history. And they're going to say a lot of guys, uh, you know, guys and women, but especially young guys who are relatively healthy, should not have gotten this vaccine. That's what I think is going to happen.
0: Well, Kane Pence, thank you so much for, for being my guest. And, and certainly it's, a, it's nice to see you are doing so well, because I know for a while there, that was certainly not, not the case. But thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you for telling the stories that other journalists are afraid uh, to tell. Keep up the good work.
0: Thank you, Kane. That will do it for this episode of Liz Collin Reports. We'll see you next time.